On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk all about green screen and green screen videos. And speaking of videos, today's episode is made possible by our good friends over at Movo. If you're looking to shoot things like green screen videos, well, you need to have a great microphone and a great camera, and you need to have lights and everything else, and Movo can help you out with all of these things. You can pick up your lights there. You can get your microphone. You can get lenses for your smartphone so that you can shoot like a pro. You can get stands. You can get all sorts of great things so that you can make videos that will blow away the competition. And you can do that by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo. And with that, Steve, let's hit the music. All righty. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, Video Marketing Madness, with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper, GoVMM.com, the landing page. Yeah. we got our podcatchers and our socials, and you can see the list of them. We like Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Say nice things about us. Indeed. So the last time we talked about green screening, you had just gotten a new portable rig, and you liked it. But you said, at that time, check back with me in a few months, and I'll tell you how it's working out. So this is timely. Yeah, and, and you know, <clears throat> just to give a little bit of a background, um, I've been doing green screen videos for 30 years, 25 years, I don't know, however long it's been since we first started doing them. And, you know, the history behind this is pretty incredible. Things have changed so much in the last 20 to 30 years that if you were to go back in a time machine, it would be unrecognizable. If you wanted to do green screen video back in about 1995, in order to do that, you're going to have to get a really nice camera, probably going to cost you thousands of dollars mm-hmm. you'd need to have a nice green screen you'd have to have lots of lights you'd probably have to have if you really wanted to do it well you'd have to have a, a vector scope there or a, you know some sort of, of of monitoring tool a waveform monitor so that you can measure the light values because you needed to have everything pretty much perfect and then you had to run that through either if you were doing it hardware wise you might be able to see it right there live like you do with the news back in the day you may remember the weathermen being some of the first that did that uh, live green screening stuff. And if you remember from when you were a kid, if you ever, well, I mean, uh, Steve, you probably remember when you were a kid, they, they used to literally just stand in front of a map and they would draw on it with a marker. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I do remember that. But after that, they started doing some green screen stuff and they would stand in front of the map. And the problem was it never looked real. Mm-hmm. You know, either they had the little green halo around them or... They looked like weird, like almost ghostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And nowadays, well, you can pull your phone out of your pocket, stand in front of a green bed sheet and, you know, get decent results. And it's amazing how much this has changed. And even going back uh, 
early 2000 when we started getting into a lot more of the digital video. One of the big problems was with uh, digital video, at least in, in the first popular incarnations, um, the way that it compressed video specifically was to remove color data. And you couldn't you couldn't really see that in the image. In fact, the, these digital videos actually looked a lot better color-wise than, than some of their uh, older brethren that, that weren't digital. But from an actual data standpoint, that's how they would compress the video was through compressing the color in the video. And that meant it was really bad for green screening. It did not work really well. So if you had a DV camera, it was very difficult to get a good green screen because it tended to really start to look uh, blocky and weird around the person that you were trying to green screen. Sometimes you could get okay results, but it really required a lot of work to make sure that it was done perfectly, and even then it wasn't fantastic. Uh, fortunately, compression changed, and as we got into like the, uh, the HD realm, when we got like things like HDV and, and some of the other uh, codecs that came out, all of a sudden we could start to do green screen like never before for a number of reasons, one of which being the fact that um, you've got um, really rich color, you've got the high-definition video, all of those things really helping to make sure that you could get a good image to start with, one that didn't seem all that compressed, had lots of data, and then, of course, you could really stick that into a nice piece of software and most of the software could handle that very, very easily. Now, was it perfect? No. Is it perfect every time? No. Do you still need to have good lighting? Yes. But it doesn't require, you know, $100,000 of equipment, and it doesn't require five hours of working in a, in a video editor in order to make it perfect or to make it passable. Nowadays, you can get a nice green, grab your phone, shoot the video, put it into whatever software you're using, and probably get a pretty good green screen out of it. And, you know, that to me is a very exciting proposition because green screen really is, you know, kind of that next level video. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're working on, no matter who you're working with, if you're working with green screen, there's a higher perceived value. You can do some really cool things with that. You can add lots of effects. And it can just make it a really nice video. But it does require a little bit of work. But nowadays, so much easier to do, so much easier. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what you need in order to make a really good green screen. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is the actual green screen itself. Now, there are a lot of different options out there. And as we mentioned, I picked up a, a portable one, um, at least semi-portable, that we've been using here. Now, in my old studio, we painted an entire wall, and that was fantastic. That was really, really good. You had a lot of space to work with. You get the um, We used real chroma key paint, so the light kind of dispersed around the wall really nicely, so you got a very good green screen. And it didn't take much work at all to stand in front of that green screen, throw on the lights that are already there, shoot your video, and with the click of a mouse, have that green screen work perfectly. It was fantastic. So if you've got the space, you've got the wall, you can paint it with real chroma key paint, Again, it's only going to cost you about $50 in paint. You're going to get a really, really good video out of that. Um, you know, we always did. We always had uh, really good luck with that without any major issues, without tying ourselves up in software for hours. It was very, very nice. But 
we've, of course, moved once we bought the escape room. We're now in a building where, yeah, we've got a lot more space overall, but not a lot of space for green screen shooting videos. Well, step in with a couple of different options. One, we've got cloth backdrops that we've had for years, and those work okay. You can set those up. You can get some pretty good luck with those, but they don't tend to disperse light very well, so your bottom corners especially tend to end up not working very well. Anything that has shadows isn't going to work well. They get creases in them, which can cause some issues, and they're not the best experience in the world. But if you've got decent lighting, you can get away with one of these backdrops that are just a, you know, a giant cloth, and you can probably get some pretty decent results. You want to get a thicker one if you can. The thin ones tend to be just too, uh, you know, just tend to cause too many problems. But if you get a nice thick one, you can do pretty well with that. Typically, what you'd want to do is kind of stretch it out so that it, there's not any wrinkles in it and whatnot, because that's another big issue is wrinkles. But it'll work okay. It'll probably require you doing a little bit more work in the editing room to make sure that you get all the corners aren't, you know, none of the corners are too dark and, and none of the creases are causing any issues. But if you mess around with that a little bit, you can do pretty well with that. Mm-hmm. It'll help you out. Now, another option with that is we've got these little pop-up portable ones, and I've got one of these as well. This is like um, uh, kind of fits in like a little tiny bag. It's like a disc, and when you pull it out, it you know just goes poof and pops open to like a uh, – I want to say this one's probably six by four maybe, so it's maybe like six feet tall, four feet wide. Um, great for if you're standing right in front of it, but of course you're not going to have a lot of room to move. And, uh, you know, even those tend to get wrinkles in them and they can cause issues and, you know, you can still have the issues with parts of it being too dark and whatnot, uh, or other parts of it being too light based on the lighting. But the biggest issue is they're not really that big. So you kind of have to, you know, stand still and and really work with them in order to get a, a good video out of those, but they will key out very well. And you'll just have to mess around with, you know, the way that you shoot the videos. But you can do a pretty good job with that. Those are also good for uh, people that are doing things like um, Twitch videos or Skype videos where you're sitting at your desk and you need a green screen directly behind you. You can use one of those and pop that up behind you. And that will actually work pretty well for that as well. Now, another option is what I did, which is I got a pull-up screen. And this one is actually really cool. It was actually... uh, fairly inexpensive. I want to say it was like $120, something like that. Um, And what it is, is it's kind of the reverse of those old pull-down maps that you used to have in in high school, where the teacher would pull down the the map like a shade on a window, except it would be a green screen. Well, this is the opposite of that, in that you open it up from the bottom and you pull it up, and it's got a a, uh, scissor um, lift on the back of it that holds it up. So it kind of scissors its way down and scissors its way up, and it gives you a nice, fairly good-sized backdrop that you can play with. And uh, the one I got was was actually the uh, an, an extra long one. Um, the most popular ones are, I think, maybe like six feet wide, and this one's eight feet wide. Um, but it's still portable, still fits in the back of a car, and it folds down and has a handle on top. You, you lock it up, and you can pick it up, and you can carry it with you and take it, put it anywhere. You drop it down. You open up the the casing on it, and you just grab the handle, pull it straight up, and it gives you a nice green screen, kind of, like I said, the opposite of the pull-down ones. Um, What's great about this is I had looked at a few of these back a while ago, and the ones that I looked at were all 
eleven, twelve hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars by some of the uh, more well-known video companies, and you know, I I just wasn't going to spend that kind of money on it, at least not at the time. We we talked about maybe getting one at one point or another, but looking on Amazon, I found a bunch of different companies make them, and uh, many of those were, you know, just as good, but um, just not nearly as expensive. You weren't paying for the name. You were paying for the uh, screen. And the one that I got so far has been absolutely fantastic. You pull it up, stand in front of it, and again, just like with the painted wall, it's a very smooth background. You don't have to worry about wrinkles and things like that, at least haven't had to yet. And it's it deflects the light really well so that you can get a nice screen the first time without doing a lot of extra work. And just like with the wall, one click and we can screen it out there. So a lot of different options just on the screens themselves. I would recommend that you take a look and depending upon how serious you are about this, make your decision based on that. Obviously, a, a cloth that you can put up and hang uh, or pin to the wall, which a lot of people do, is only going to cost you 20 bucks. You know, the pull-up one that I have might cost you one to $200. Painting the wall, if you've got the space, is only going to cost you about 50 bucks. So there's a lot of different options. But with any of those, you can really get a nice green screen. And, uh, you know, with the software these days, whether it's After Effects or Final Cut or Premiere or iMovie or whatever it is you use, most of those have really good green screening softwares that will pull the background out of there pretty easily. So it's exciting stuff as far as that goes. Yeah, sounds like it. It so is. And you, and you I've been, really enjoyed it. You've been happy with that pull-up screen, then. It's uh, absolutely okay. Yep. Done what you needed to do, and uh, of course, you've got a space. You've got like a second lobby that uh, yes. you, you you use for when people are uh, are done getting out of the uh, escape room. You take pictures of them, put them on Facebook. So it's kind of there, anyhow. So you, you know, when you need to, you just take that thing out there, pull it up, and shoot your videos. But it could be, it, you know, it's it's compact enough. It can really be put anywhere. Yeah. If you've got an yeah. office, you can pop it up nice and quick. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's cool. Very nice. yeah. yeah. All right, so we now have a background. Well, we now need to have a few other things like lights. Now, we've talked a little bit about this before, and the official way to do it might be a little different than the way that you actually do it. And what I mean by that is if you've got a big enough green screen and you've got the space what you really want to do is you want to have a variety of different lights that you're going to use for doing the green screen. Typically, you'll have a couple of lights that are pointing at you as the person that's going to be in the video. You've got multiple lights pointing at the screen itself, making sure that it's lit nice and evenly. And then typically, you'd have what's called a backlight, which is a light that points is kind of behind you and points towards you. So it's literally a light behind you to kind of light up your shoulders and the top of your head and whatnot. And the reason that that works really well is because it's going to help to separate you from that background. By having that light kind of highlight you, it really makes you stand out from the background. Without that, you'll still do okay, but, you know, that's when it may not look quite as much like you're not, you know what I'm saying, you tend to blend into that background a little more if you don't have it, which can make it look a little flat and a little fake. But if you do that, it really helps to pull you out from that background and, and make it look a little more realistic. And uh, it just makes it nicer and easier to do the actual green screening many times. So if you can do that, maybe um, a key light and a fill light in front of you, the background light, 
or two or three or four, depending on how many you need to light that. Usually I use two that are um, they're uh, got big, giant, soft boxes on them. So it really spreads out that light, and I point those at the background. And then I've got the key and the fill light in front of me, and then I've got the background light, and that really separates it out. Now, the problem with that is unless you have a really big green screen um, and a good-sized room, that's not going to work out very well. And the reason I say that is because you need to stand a good couple of feet away from that background, and then the camera's going to be a few feet. So you need a big enough room for that, but also depending on the size of the green screen, if you step away by a couple of feet, the camera's a couple more feet away, that green screen that is pretty good size, well, guess what? It's probably not looking so big anymore. And if you put your arms out, you're probably going to be off the green screen, even if you thought it was a pretty good size one. With the wall, the wall usually is no problem with that. You know, in our studio with the wall, we had, we could, I could walk across it um, without any issues, let alone anything else. But even with my extra large sized pull-up green screen, if I do that scenario, you'll see the edges of the screen, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but if I was to put my arms out, because of the distance between the lens, myself, and the backdrop, it makes that backdrop look a lot smaller behind me, and the closer, obviously, the closer I get to the backdrop, the bigger it, it will seem at that point, and then we can do more things, but when you do that, then you start to have issues with the green light filtering back onto you and, and causing more issues. Because if you start to turn green, you know, if you, your hair reflects the, the green background and your shirt does, you're going to start to disappear as well when you screen that out. Right, so right. that can make it a little tougher. So the way that we work around this is if you've got a smaller space and you've got a smaller screen, cut down the number of lights a little bit. And what I typically do in that case is... I use my fill light and my key light, which are normally just for the person that's going to be in the video, and I make those kind of a softer light, and I crisscross them so that it hits the background and me or and the person in, in front of the camera at the same time. So it lights both the background and the person, but you do it at an angle where, because now you're going to be closer physically to that green screen, you do it in a way where the shadow from you is not going to fall that much on the screen itself. And if you crisscross those lights, that will allow you to kind of get that background, get the person, and have their shadow kind of fall, you know, to the left and right of the screen a little bit. And that will help with that as well. And then you can still use your backlight. If you've got your backlight, you can put it there. Just make sure that it's not going to, um, you know, create a hot spot on the screen itself, which could cause issues, but even that wouldn't be too bad. Um, but in that case, you'd only need the three lights, the key light and the fill light, which I would recommend at that point would be big, soft lights. And then one background light, which can be a smaller light that just points to you. And there you go. Yeah. So that's what you would have there with that particular lighting scenario. Now, let's get into the next thing, the camera. Well, the good news here, Steve, is almost anything will do these days, uh, whether you're using your smartphone or you're using a, a camera that you've purchased that's a, specifically a, a uh, video camera, or maybe you're even using a DSLR with a video for that, or even if you're using a DSLR to take still images that are on a green screen. These are all going to work very well for you. The better the camera, the better the image, sure, but almost any of these will do pretty well. Um, I've used you know, some, some nice little Canon cameras 
that um, are camcorders. They're not uh, they're not DSLRs, not phones, but they're actually nice little video cameras. Not very expensive. Maybe I think the one that I had was you know five or six hundred dollar one. So it's you know nowadays um, one of that quality probably would be about two hundred dollars at Best Buy. So you could get something like that. But that should be plenty for doing the green screen, especially if you're using the proper lighting, you've got the proper green screen for the background, you can get away with, you know, one of these cameras. And as I was telling a friend of mine the other day, he was talking about getting cameras and he's like, oh, do you think this one's good enough? And what about this one? And <laughs> and as I told him, I said, you know, we're we're in a lucky time right now. There really is no bad answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, even yeah. the cheapest of the cheap cameras are actually really, really good, and they do an excellent job. So, you know, even if you buy a $200 camera from, from Best Buy that, um, you know, may not seem like it's got all the bells and whistles, it's probably good enough quality to do whatever it is that you need for this type of situation. And, of course, if you're using a smartphone, it's definitely good enough. Oh, yeah. In fact, that's what I use. Yeah. You know, I use my iPhone for this um, mostly because I can. It's easy to do. It's quick. It's fast. You know, you just set it up and go. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the different things that you would normally have to worry about because it's going to be high enough quality. It's going to keep you in focus. It's going to do a good job. And I've used my DSLR by myself, me being the only one there, thinking I'm doing this great job, get back to the studio and realize it was completely out of focus, but I couldn't tell. It looked like it was in focus to me. And when I shot it and brought it back, because obviously I can't really see it while I'm doing it, brought it back, and it was totally out of focus. But when I use my iPhone, I don't need anybody else there to help me. I can set it up, and I know I'm going to get a good picture with that. Plus, if I want, I can wirelessly send the image to a monitor and, and see what it looks like. And, you know, it does a great job with that. So you want to use, you know, make sure that you're not using some really old camera from the early 90s <laughs> that you've got lying around. Make sure that you're using something Or even 10 years ago. Yeah, or even 10 years ago. Um, but any... You know, HD or 4K video camera is going to do a great job for this. And you don't have to worry too much about that. If it uses, uh, well, I was going to say, if it uses the mini DV tapes, you might have issues. Cause, but <laughs> quite honestly, if you're using one of the HD ones, then, then it's actually recording on the tape with HDV, which actually works perfectly fine. So as long as it's uh, an HD camera or above, you should be okay with the type of codecs that it uses and whatnot to get a really good shot. If you've got a modern smartphone, you know, an iPhone 13 or 12 or 11, uh, if you've got one of the Samsungs, the S21s and 20s and all that, you're going to have a great video camera for doing this. And there's many others out there. I'm not going to get into all the phones because I haven't used them all and I don't understand them all or what they are. But for the most part, if you're getting a modern smartphone that's a decent one, it's going to have a good camera for doing all this. And you should be able to get a great picture. Now, the last thing we want to talk about is, of course, if you're going to do this, you're going to need to have some kind of tripod. Um, so I would recommend in most cases for most people, unless you're going to be doing video where you need to do a lot of panning shots and a lot of tilting shots and things like that, uh, you don't need a fancy expensive tripod. Um, you can get a decent tripod. Oh, I'm not even going to call it decent. You can get a crappy tripod from Best Buy, and it's going to work perfectly fine if you're just mounting your camera on there, pointing it at you and hitting record while you do a green screen, that tripod is going to do just as good a job as, as a $1,000, you know, Manfrotto tripod. It, it's not going to be any different. 
And the reason I say that is because at that point, it's just sitting a camera on top of it. Um, and quite honestly, you know, you could you could get a tall table and do the same thing. And it, it's not going to matter in that particular scenario because all you're doing is looking to stabilize that camera. But a nice cheap tripod from Best Buy will do you wonders. Again, if you're going to do videos where you need to pan left and right and tilt up and down, you know, those are not going to be fantastic for that, obviously. You may want to get a nice one, but if you're just using it as a way to hold a camera, to take a nice picture, highly recommend you just buy a cheap one for that. Um, they're not going to be very durable, so if you tend to throw it in the back of your car and, and take it places all the time, you're going to break it. It's that simple. It's going to break. But if you're just using it once in a while, sticking it up there, putting a camera on it, pointing the camera, it's going to be just fine. So I highly recommend that you stick with just that for now. If you're going to do fancier stuff, then maybe you want to look at a nicer tripod. Uh, for me personally, Steve, how old do you think my tripod is? Oh, 25 years old. It is It is about 30 years old, okay. yes. All right, yeah, yeah. I kind of figured you. the, the, the older stuff that is better you'll keep, and uh, it's, it's cameras, that's the deal, you know. So. Yep, yep. This tripod, is it, it's a, a tank. It weighs a million pounds. Uh, you could beat a man to death with it, but <laughs> it is uh, a good, solid tripod, and I've used it for 30 years now. I used it for weddings. I've used it for real estate. I've used it for commercial shoots. I've used it. I used it last week. I've used it. You know, it it, it is my go-to tripod. It's a it's a Bojan Manfrotto tripod, oh boy. Uh, which is uh, you know uh, that's a, a an Italian brand or two brands really, um, and it does a great job. You know, it's it's the same ones that we used when I was in in college. We used the exact same ones, and um, you know they work great. And thing has worked great for 30 years. Yeah. Certainly got some issues, but, you know, who doesn't after who, all that Who doesn't time? after all that time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does a great job. But And, of course, if you're using a smartphone, you're going to need something to hold that smartphone. And, of course, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Movo at the beginning of this. Movo can help you out with that. They've got a tremendous smartphone um, tripod mount and holder that you mm -hmm. can get. And it's, you know, 20 bucks, I think, something like that, maybe $30, depending on which one you get. Yeah, I've, got I've, I've, I've got one, yeah. yeah I've, I've got yeah. about 10 of them in this room right yeah, now, actually. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I've got a story about that, too. It's a little bit off green screening, but still uh, kind of plays along with what you're talking about. I did get that uh, mobile rig for my smartphone, right. and I'm going out rail fanning. And then I thought, well, I need a tripod, and... I'm going to go to Best Buy because then I can try it out and make sure, you know, I'm happy with it and everything. So, yep. and, and it was between like the $25, the $75 and the $150. And then the rest of them were like, you know, through the roof and I couldn't consider it. I got the $75 one because yeah, I tried it out, seemed okay, you know, and, uh, got out in the field. It wasn't bad. It, it was good. Um, uh, you know, it had a tendency to drift a little bit, you know, when I when I uh, panned it. But, yep. uh, uh, you know, and I thought, ah, I should have gotten the $150 one. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and it was in the uh, the, the Movo mount with the uh, two-way shotgun on top. And then I also tried doing, uh, just walking around holding the mount, you know, doing handheld shots. And I thought, yep. oh, man, I'm not good at this handheld, you know. No, uh, there, there's nobody that is, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, I know, I know. Don't and, ever be afraid of that. You know, 
Uh, speaking of that, I, I just want to bring that up for one second because yeah, people talk about this all the time. Oh, you know, yeah, you must be really good. You can go hand. You know what? I talked to a a um, a cameraman from Channel Ten in Providence, Rhode Island, one time, and he'd been a cameraman for thirty years. And I remember somebody. I don't think it was me that said it to him, but I think somebody else said it to him. He, he set up his tripod. He put his camera on there and <clears throat> shot his little video. And one of the one of us said to him, "Is like, well, gee." How come you still have to use a, a tripod after all these years? And he's like, well, because I'm a professional and that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I know after 30 years that this is how you do it. You well, know, the point being is that, and those are with the giant cameras that were heavy, so it was yeah, easier yeah. to go handheld on your shoulder. There's nobody that's very good at handheld. Yeah, there are people that are better. And I'll be honest, I can do a really, really good handheld video, but I can still tell that it's handheld, you know. Um, using a tripod whenever you can or some sort of stabilizer is going to improve your videos in a way that is not – how do I put this? It's not noticeable. <laughs> and what I mean by that is nobody's going to go, wow, look how stable that shot is. But in their mind, they're going to see that it's a very professional-looking shot even if they don't put that together. It's kind of like with lighting, you know. You don't you don't want people to be like wow look at the great lighting on there per se yeah, right uh, but you know that you don't want to you know, see crappy it's got good lighting, lighting. You know. it's just going to make it look nicer even though people won't consciously notice a difference so yeah anytime you can use a tripod it's and especially with something like green screening if you're not using a tripod it's going to cause lots of problems because you cannot have the shot be shaky or it's going to be a mess you know well and and. You know, back when I was in college, they they t taught us how to do all this stuff. I mean, it's just basic stuff. Don't tilt or pan too fast. You know, uh, you know, just basic things like that. But the last time I'd really done any handheld, it was something on my shoulder. That's how long ago it was. Right, and, right. And uh, uh, and you know, that I was pretty good at you know i mean good enough at you know because I mean, it's on your shoulder so you know you got a little more stabilization there so i'm i'm out there with the handheld and i'm thinking oh man i'm doing a crappy job and then this this tripod you know i got a little drift once i uploaded it and edited it with the stabilizer and the camera you mm -hmm. really had to be looking for it to tell I, the average person oh, yeah. wasn't even going to notice i mean it it was amazing. It was, I, I was just amazed how okay it was, you know. <laughs> amazed at how okay it oh, was. How okay it was. It did not suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point being with all of this, and, and why do you want to do this? Well, green screen video, it gives you so much more opportunity. You know, it, let's say that you, you're a, a, a dentist. Well, a dentist isn't, isn't a good one because you might have some good things in Let's say that you're an accountant and you've got this crappy little office that you work in and you've got piles of paper behind you and everything. If you shoot a video of yourself in there, you're not going to like it. It's going to have the piles of paper behind you. It's going to be distracting. It's going to have charts and whatever all over the place. But if you can shoot something in front of a green screen, you can put in a nice background, even if that background is just a, a nice high-end clean office background, you know, whatever it happens to be. It's going to up your videos by a lot. It's going to make it look a lot better if you do it properly. And the other thing about that is if you're somebody who shoots videos for these guys, this is now something that you can do to make their videos better. And guess what? Then you can charge more money. 
You know, not not only just because you're charging more money because you're doing the extra work with green screen, but you're charging more money because your videos are worth more. They're better. And we've done that with many, many clients. We had plumbing clients where, you know, the best thing that we could do was to shoot them on a green screen because we can control the background that's behind them and, you know, put information on there and whatnot. And uh, we're, we're, I'm working with a new client right now, and, and that's what they do is they shoot everything on a green screen, and then we put it together, and, and it's all these nice little training videos, and uh, it does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. just looks, oh, yeah. it looks really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And there you go. Especially if you're out there presenting yourself as a videographer, you got to be able to do green screen. you got to br- be able to bring that uh, variety to the table. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Unlike, unlike me, Steve's crappy <laughs> videos. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing is a lot of people don't think about that. But, you know, most places that you would have behind you in a video do not look good. And, and yeah. a lot of people oh, yeah. think, oh, yeah. so this helps you to clean that up. Even if your background is just a, you know, a, 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 I, I shot a ton of videos where my background was basically just this white background. Uh, kind of had like a, you know, some grays in it and whatnot, but it's basically just a white background. Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. loved it. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked nice. Yeah. No, it. Uh, I, I've seen that. It looked just fine to me. So, you can have a lot of fun with it. You can do a lot of good, and then you can charge more money for your videos. And that's right. <laughs> that's right. And and by the way, it opens it opens you up to do crazy things that you wouldn't be able to do. Like um, you know, I made a video this morning about green screen stuff, and I shared some of the videos that I've done. You know, there's one where I dressed up as a pirate for right. a product, and right. and you know, I, I was dressed as a pirate, and I put myself on a pirate ship, and then I was able to add rain on top of it and, <clears throat> and water splashing around and made it look like the whole thing was, you know, tilting back and forth like a ship. And then I did another one where I was flying through the air like Superman, and the clouds are going by, and, you know, and then I'm, I'm standing in front of a city and punching the, the bad guys and all that. And it's all done because you can do it with green screen, stuff that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Well, and I joke about Steve's crappy videos, but um, I have done some interviews with attorneys Mm -hmm. where it's it's a lot of back and forth. And so I uh, I just put up a green sheet behind me, stretched it out, and it looks like I'm in a courtroom type of situation. And uh, I have no special skills. You know, I just, you know, I just did everything you told me to do. It looked okay. It looked fine. Yeah. You know? That's that's the beauty is is pretty much anybody can do it now with whatever you have. So yeah. Yeah. get out there and do it. Yeah. You know, it's not going to cost you much to get a, a an okay setup to at least play around with at the beginning. That's right. That's right. So very cool. Whoo! Yeah. All right. And with that, Steve, if you want to shoot those videos and you want to shoot them well, do you know what they should do? I think they should probably look at a company called Movo. That is correct, because Movo helps make this show possible by providing us with things like microphones and lights and stands and lenses and all sorts of other things. And especially if you're somebody who likes to shoot with your smartphone, they're going to give you everything that you need to make your rig professional enough to shoot great videos. In fact, I just the other day shot a video for uh, a guy here in town who invented a new product for golfers, and I brought my Movo rig and my smartphone, and that's how I shot it. I shot it with my smartphone using my iVlog rig on my 30-year-old tripod, (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, it, it looks fantastic. As I mean, as good as it did for a shot on a golf course in the late fall, winter, in the leaves in the cold. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, the, the video itself looked, looked very nice. And uh, it was all done using Movo products on my smartphone. So you want to be able to do that? You need some lights. You need some stands. You need some stabilization for your phone. You need a lens. You need microphones. Head on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo. Pick up all those great products and more for your shooting needs. And with that, Steve, Ethel is here. She's climbed down from the top of the building. She's sitting in front of the ukulele, and she is ready to play a song. Are we ready to hear her song? She hasn't been drinking again, has she? Oh, she's always been drinking. Oh, okay. Well, anyhow, let's share. We have no choice. All right. Well, here she is. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 